Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 183. Have you guys ever taken part in an online challenge? Whether it's a workout challenge, an Instagram challenge, a clean eating challenge, yoga, money, or clean house challenge, there is something crazy about challenges that I want to teach you about today. Because maybe your next big project could be hosting your very own challenge. There's something about the momentum of doing things as a group, of seeing results super quick, and the camaraderie that comes that makes free challenges so successful. And I want to help you harness the power of a challenge and use it to grow your reach and your profits. Three years ago, I hosted my first challenge ever. And I remember thinking that a challenge could be a really good way to teach free content about something I'm passionate about and get people on board with my strategies while also building a community that would allow me to connect intimately with the people I was trying to reach. Now, my first challenge, I'm going to break it on down for you. I'm going to tell you all about it, how I delivered the content, what worked, what didn't work, and what to do if you want to host your very own challenge. And I'm going to share some of the biggest benefits that challenges can bring into your business. Now, before we dive on in, I want to read a review from Alyssa Fur. It's titled The Best Business Coach. As a recent MBA graduate married to an entrepreneur, I love listening to Jenna's wisdom and knowledge about all things business, branding, and marketing. Her instruction is practical yet personal, and listening to the podcast is always so refreshing and encouraging to those of us who are chasing our dreams. I can honestly say the knowledge I've gained through this podcast has provided me with more tools in my bag than I even received in my master's program. Jenna, thank you for pouring your heart into this podcast and blessing us with your expertise. Thank you so much, Alyssa, for taking the time. Thank you all of you who have taken the time to leave a review. And if you haven't done it yet, here's my challenge for you. Hit pause on this episode and hop onto iTunes. And all you have to do is rate this review. If you're not sure how to do that, head to the search bar, type in Gold Digger Podcast, and you're likely already subscribed if you're awesome. But if you find me through the search bar, you can scroll on down and there's an option to leave a star rating 
and to write your very own review. And this is a huge help to us as we continue to produce this show, put in tons of time and energy and get you guys the best guests that you can learn from. So without further ado, let me break challenges down. Let me show you how to host one. And let me tell you why a challenge should be the next project that you tackle. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Today's sponsor is LinkedIn. Did you know that you can find your perfect hire on LinkedIn? LinkedIn jobs matches people to the role based on who they really are, their skills, interests, even how open they are to new opportunities. For $50 off your first job posting, go to linkedin.com slash gold digger. That's linkedin.com slash gold digger. Certain terms and conditions apply, but you can't pass this one up. Major shout out to Grove for supporting Gold Digger. For all of your natural product needs, try Grove. Experience the magic of Grove with a two-month VIP membership and a bonus gift by going to grove.co slash gold digger. That's grove.co slash gold digger. Grove makes it easy to have a happy and healthy home. So maybe you're thinking, what is the challenge or why should I host one in the first place? The number one reason to host a challenge, in my opinion, is that it is the biggest and easiest way for you to grow your email list, not just with anybody, but with people who are specifically interested in learning something that you are able to teach them and give away for free. It's the easiest way to grow your list without hosting a webinar, and it connects you to the right people while giving you a chance and an excuse to drop into their inboxes or their lives on a frequent basis throughout the challenge. Now, my number one must-have when it comes to challenges is that it should be used as a means to grow your email list. Hosting a free challenge that doesn't allow you to land in inboxes isn't really going to move the needle all that much in your business. And so if you're new to email list building or you're looking a way to grow your leads on a subject that you have an offer for, a challenge can be a huge list builder. Now, before we dive on into the super tactical information that I've put together for you today, I want to share two experiences with challenges in my business and in Drew's business. Now, the first challenge I ever hosted was a few years back and it was an Instagram challenge. It was seven days long. I'm going to break down a ton of the specifics as we work through this content together. But basically, I put it out into the world and said, if you want to learn how to use Instagram better, I'm going to lead you for free for seven days. We had 20,000 people sign up for it. I think even more than that. And what I did was basically write out seven days of emails. And then I just sent them out day by day. Each day had a prompt and a challenge piece. And then each day had some education and storytelling so that they got to know who I was throughout the challenge. Don't worry, I'll fill you in more on the details of that after. Now, the second challenge that I want to use as an example is my husband, Drew. 
Now, Drew left his job as a nine to five wine salesman to start the Kutcher Method, which is basically this accountability program that helps people get healthier. So it's through nutrition and through workout plans that are customized based on what people need. And so when he first started his business, I said, the number one goal of yours needs to be to grow your email list because people need to know why they can trust you, what your expertise is, and you want to make sure you're giving them content to kind of establish yourself as an expert. And so we have done a few different challenges with Drew's business, but one of the most recent ones was Drew's five-day at-home workout challenge. And It was so much fun. I helped him put together the workouts and then each day he would get into his Facebook group, which was private for those challengers. And he would do a Facebook live where he would walk people through the workout and we would show them the movements. We would show ourselves doing them and then we would give them the challenge for the day. And so Drew had a few thousand people sign up for this and it was just a really cool way for him to grow his email list with people who were clearly interested in getting healthier and working out at home, but also for him to just kind of gain confidence knowing like, yes, I can lead people through this. Yes, I can get people results. And so as we work through this content, I'm going to use both of those as examples. Now, if you want to see kind of the behind the scenes of what those challenges can look like, you can head to jennacutcher.com slash challenge, and you can take my Instagram challenge so that you can see how I'm delivering the content, what's included. And if you go to thekuchermethod.com, Drew has a five-day workout challenge on his website that you can easily find uh, and just kind of do some market research. It's a really cool way to kind of see the different ways that you can host a challenge. So Now that we're explaining why they are important and how they can be an incredible way to grow your email list, maybe you're thinking, well, what should my challenge be about? Now, there are two options when it comes to this. You can create a challenge around a topic that you are considering creating an offer about to test it out and to see how much content you can create and share and how your audience responds to that challenge offer. Or you can create a challenge that will lead into you pitching a current offer that you have. So for example, I hosted the seven day Instagram challenge, and then I invited all challengers to join me on a webinar where I would dig deeper into their biggest questions and then share an offer for my signature program, the Instagram lab. So your challenge can lead into a pitch that sells something Or it can just be a means of testing the waters to see if you can create an offer. So whether or not you're deciding which option to go, this can really help refine your ideas so that you know that you're creating an offer around a topic that people are excited about and to really figure out like, what are my audience's biggest questions? What are they excited to learn from me about? Think about existing offers you have or potential offers you want to create and then decide on a subject that will help put you eventually in front of those that are a part of the challenge audience. So basically, this audience, they're going to be warmed. They're going to be aligned for either an offer that you currently have or a future offer. And so when I start to think about like, what should your challenge be about? This can be an incredible way for you to test out an idea. Let's say I want to make a course about creating a podcast. I could do a five-day get your podcast up and running challenge and just see if people are interested in even taking it and then listen to their questions so that I can create an offer that is going to help save them time, money, and energy. 
Same thing with the Instagram challenge. So many people ask us questions about Instagram. And so when I created that challenge, I wanted to make sure that I was walking people through so that they could see that Instagram could work for them and giving them a space to ask questions so that when I got on that webinar, I was answering their biggest questions before I ever went on to pitch my program. So now that you have a challenge idea, I want for you to draft out your content. When it comes to a challenge, you want to make sure that your challenge is going to deliver a result. And so when you start to think about what should my challenge be about, I don't want you to get caught up in the offer at the end of it, but I want for you to think about what is the final result going to be for participants. So one of the best aspects of challenges is the ability to get people quick results through committing to something for a certain time aspect. Now, my advice, a five to seven day challenge seems to be a sweet spot. A lot of people make the mistake of thinking that longer is better, but think about it. If you host a 30-day challenge, every single day you are going to lose participants because there is a natural attrition rate that comes to sticking to something. I mean, I know for me, I can barely commit to like three days in a row of doing something. And so the thought of even committing to doing something for 30 days straight, I know that I would fall off the bandwagon at some point. And so You want to create something that people can truly commit to and see change so that if they stick it out, they are going to get an end result. And you don't want to make anyone feel like a failure if they're not able to complete it, right? So most people can commit to a shorter time frame. And as a bonus, it really saves you from creating a ton of content. So as you plan your challenge, I want for you to think about what the promise is as the end result. If someone commits for full seven days, what can they expect that end result to be? For my Instagram challenge example, if someone committed to seven days of following the challenge, I promised that they would have an increase in engagement because I was fully confident that if they followed through and if they listened to the tips and the tricks and the strategies that I was sharing, that would definitely boost the amount of likes and comments on their posts. Not to mention, they'd probably get more followers. I wanted to paint that end picture and then break down the daily tasks necessary to ensure that my participants would enjoy that result. Now, I would encourage you to give away good content. Think about quick wins, things that are easy for your participants to complete that will get them one step closer to that end result. Don't worry about giving away your best content that will likely be in your offer, but use a challenge as a chance to show people that they can learn new things, that they can commit to completing something, and that they are able to get results based on what it is you teach. My goal is to lead a challenge that is going to help qualm people's biggest fears or pain points that will eventually help them see that I am the one that can lead them further on their quest to greater and bigger results, which will come from the challenge and lead into the offer. And so as you are starting to think about like, well, how do I break down day-to-day content? How do I figure this out? I want for you to get really clear on what that final result is and then break down the steps that are necessary to be taken in order to get the reward of that final result. And so when you start at the end and work backwards, it is so much easier than trying to build content and figure out, well, what is the promise of all of this? 
So after you've drafted out day by day in the challenge, maybe you're thinking, well, how do I actually deliver this content? Now that you've got the framework broken down, you're going to have to figure out how do you deliver the prompts? Like, how do I get it to my people? You have a few options for this. What I suggest is for sure that they get this through email so that one, you have an excuse to gather their email address and grow your list. Number two, they are excited to open your emails each day, showing their email service provider that you are a trusted person. And number three, that they can catch up if they miss a day without feeling totally lost or overwhelmed. Now, if you are going to be delivering via email, I would challenge you to have some sort of subject line consistency so that people know that they can search your inbox and see day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, and they can find all of those so that if they do fall behind, they can still complete the challenge in their own time. Picky about what products you use in your home? You've got to try my favorite distributor of natural home care products, Grove. As you know, when I struggled with our fertility journey, I was on a mission to clean up all the chemicals in my home. And then I found Grove. Grove allows you to pick from countless natural products that arrive right on your doorstep at your choosing. That's right. It comes right to your door. And I love that they helped make my transition to natural products and ditching the toxic products so easy. I absolutely love and admire that Grove is bringing sustainability, safety, and transparency to an industry that's dominated by products with harmful chemicals and toxins, especially since we're preparing for baby Goodger. And I want to ensure that all home and beauty products will keep our little ones safe and healthy. It is so easy picking between Burt's Bees, Mrs. Myers, and countless other brands where I can be sure that every product has been rigorously tested for health, effectiveness, and environmental impact. If you're ready to make your home chemical-free and healthy for your family, try Grove with a two-month VIP membership and a bonus gift by going to grove.co slash golddigger. That's G-R-O-V-E dot C-O slash golddigger. Enjoy meeting Grove and making sure you have a happy, healthy home. A business is only as strong as its people. And you guys know I'm a huge advocate for outsourcing, hiring, and building your dream team. It's no secret that every hire matters. So don't just settle for posting and crossing your fingers that the right person is going to come along. LinkedIn is more than the world's largest professional network. It's also a better way to find great talent. If you're looking to hire, 70% of the U.S. workforce is already on LinkedIn. That's right. Quality candidates waiting to be found by you. Because LinkedIn considers skills, experience, and location to match and promote your job to potential candidates, I have no doubt that you can find exactly who it is you're looking for. Out of the 22 million professionals that are active on LinkedIn every week from every industry, you're sure to find the perfect match. Consider this, most LinkedIn members aren't actively searching for a new job, but 9 out of 10 members are open to new opportunities, and you get the chance to reach them. Basically, to sum it up, if you're not using LinkedIn for your hiring needs, you're missing out. Head to linkedin.com slash golddigger and get $50 off towards your first job posting. That's linkedin.com slash golddigger for $50 off your first job post today. Terms and conditions apply, but this is a great opportunity to find out how LinkedIn leads to a different hire every 10 seconds. 
Now, another way to turbocharge your challenge is to add some sort of community component. Whether you have participants post and you use a certain hashtag or you make a private Facebook group for people who are involved in the challenge, I have done both of these and they are awesome in terms of strategy, but they're definitely more work because they bring challengers together and they foster a true sense of community. Now, in my Facebook group, I would post a daily video after the email had gone out and I would walk people through the challenge and teach them on that topic. Now, in the end, if I were to do it again, I would make those videos shorter, about under five minutes, and I'd be super specific about what it was I was sharing. I think when I first did my challenge and had so many participants, I think what I did wrong and the mistake that I made was that I taught so much content in those videos. They were anywhere from like 10 to 20 minutes long, and it almost left people with too much content to consume in order to take action on, and that could have ultimately deterred them from purchasing my offer at the end because they felt like they still had a lot of work to implement before diving into a brand new course. And so if you do create a Facebook community for a challenge, make sure that you're prepared to moderate it and manage it and then have a plan for it once the challenge wraps up. How do you want to use it in the future? Is it only going to be live for that challenge period or are you going to swap it over and leverage that group of people for other offers? What is that going to look like? Now, I know for me, when I did my first challenge and 20,000 people signed up, it became so overwhelming. That Facebook group just turned into Instagram follow trains. And I'm like, you guys are missing the point. Like, I want to teach you the strategies that actually work. And so when the actual challenge began, we shut off the ability for our people to make new posts. And so the only way that they could engage is through commenting on my videos that walk them through the challenge. And it totally helped them slow down the feed. It helped them to consume the content a little bit easier. But I think we were entirely caught off guard. I do think that the community aspect, whether you use a hashtag, whether you use a Facebook group, or some way that you can connect all the participants together, it can really create this synergy, this energy around the challenge that helps hold people accountable. And so I do think that that component can be a really awesome way to kind of turbocharge your results and to make sure that people are sticking with it. But you have to be prepared because there is a lot more work involved when you do something like that. And it's way harder to automate something like that because you just don't get the same amount of energy as you do when it is live. So let's say you've done all these steps and now it is ready. How are you going to promote your challenge? What is going to be the secret sauce in getting the word out? I want you to promote your challenge and then promote it again and again. I'm talking that I want you to get so sick of talking about it. I want to see it on Instagram. I want to see it in your Instagram stories. I want to see it on your Facebook. I want to get an email about it. I want you to share it all across the earth (laughs) because if you're doing it right, you're giving people a free opportunity that is going to get them a promised result. And I know a lot of times when you go into promotion mode, it feels like you're shouting it from the rooftops, but I promise you, your followers aren't seeing you talk about it as much as you feel like you are. Now, if you do have an ad budget, free challenges convert really well 
like cheap using Facebook ads. And so it could be a really cool time to reach a new audience with your challenge offer and then to get them onto your list so that you can turn them into raving fans. Now, remember, investing in growing your email list, even if you don't have an immediate offer to sell to them, is something that I truly believe in. I recently had one of my mastermind girls reach out to me because no one was joining her challenge. And even though I follow her and engage in all of her content and I'm active on her social media, I honestly hadn't even seen her talk about it even once. Thanks to the pesky algorithm and subtle captions that kind of sort of gave a call to action to join. And so I challenged her. I said, I know you feel like you're already putting so much out there, but people don't even know this is happening. Like, I want you to be so excited. I want for you to be shouting it from the rooftops. I want for you to be sharing people's results so that there is this huge buildup of anticipation leading into the challenge. And then as the challenge is going on, you want to be sharing your people's results and encouraging them and making sure that they are staying on the path. So I want to give you my five best challenge tips. Number one, have a quick win. So what is a quick win? A quick win is something that people can implement right away that they probably didn't know and they can see results. And so what is one simple thing that you could get your audience to do today that would give them results almost instantaneously? For example, I share the one post that people need to have in their feed in the Instagram challenge. And so I say, do you want to know the number one post that needs to be in your feed this week? Do you want to know? I'm going to tell it to you. And Again, it's at jennacutcher.com slash challenge if you're just curious about how this all works. Number two, serve your best content up front. Leave them wanting more. You want them finishing the challenge, seeing your offer and thinking, if this whole challenge thing was free, what does her paid material look like? Like if she's giving me all of this and I'm seeing results, I can't even imagine how good her course could be. And so when you are thinking about your best content, I want it to be super clear. I want it to be super concise. I want for people to be able to implement it in about 10, 20 minutes max per day. And I want for them to see results in that. And so don't overcomplicate it. Don't feel like you need to give out your paid course for free. But I want for you to set people up for big results through this challenge. Number three, make sure it's finishable. While you want to give away some of your best content for free, you don't want to make it super complicated, super in-depth, super long, or something that they won't be able to complete in the time frame of the challenge. One of the things that I gave my friend for advice is she had a 30-day challenge. And I said, I want to look at your email open rates day by day as the challenge goes on. Because she was convinced 30 days, that's what her audience wanted. That's what they loved. And every single day, she lost over 100 people. That's a lot. So if you think of 30 days of losing 100 people at the end of the challenge, you just lost a few thousand people because we as human beings have the attention spans of a goldfish. And so we want to make these finishable. I think that five days is the best length of a challenge because you can deliver it Monday through Friday. I think we should be promoting that people are resting on the weekend. And so when you do a seven day, you're likely to lose people on Saturday and Sunday and you might never get them back. And so I have found the secret sauce to be promoting it the week before, giving it a Monday through Friday time frame, and then just making sure that people can jump in and get the ones that they missed if they're jumping in late. Number four, the power of social proof and accountability. 
ask your challenge participants to report back on their progress and results. This is where true momentum comes in. And if you want to add a viral component, you want to use something like a hashtag or a Facebook group or challenges that give them prompts for what they could be posting about online. I know for my Instagram challenge, every single day had a post prompt and I wanted them to use a certain hashtag so that they could connect with other challengers and encourage one another. And just that energy and that momentum left people getting more engagement, getting more followers and getting that end result that I had promised them. And so I want for you to have that power of social proof and accountability. When people are posting testimonials, share them. When people are excited about their results, share them. Show people that you are able to get others results because they might want those same results for themselves. And lastly, tackle any blocks, concerns, or questions within the free challenge. When you start to build out your challenge and you're thinking about that end result, a lot of times there are going to be pain points that need to be addressed or lies that need to be dispelled. When I talk about how you can boost your Instagram engagement, people are thinking, nope, the algorithm's already screwed me. Two, I don't have a bunch of time to devote to this. Three, nobody cares about my content anyways. Four, I can't convert my followers into true fans. And I want to use my challenge to back up those lies with some cold hard truth to show people, yes, you can boost your engagement. And yes, you can convert followers into fans. And when I create that challenge, I want to be hitting those pain points smack dab on the head instead of avoiding them so that you can have these mindset shifts that are going to happen for somebody in order for them to really trust that they should purchase something from you? Do they need background information or education on why this actually works or why this is important or how it can work for them? I want for you to work that into your challenge and have an action at the end of your challenge that you've been leading to all week. Now, if you don't have some sort of paid offer, Tell them how you're going to communicate with them after the challenge. Tell them the resources you can give them. Ask them what they need the most from you. Like use this as market research because at this point, your audience is super warm. Now, my last piece of advice is this. When you host free challenges, a lot of times you're going to get audiences who want that promised end result, but they're not sure why you should be the one to give it to them. And so I want for you to use this challenge to establish your credibility, to build up your brand story and to become a trusted person in these challengers lives. And so as you are creating the content for your challenge, make sure that you are becoming this relatable human, that you are not just spitting out prompts and telling people what to do, but that you're sharing why this is important or how you learn this or why you are a trusted expert. And so challenges can be this incredible way to extend your brand and to turn a cold audience into a warm one. And so I want for you to take that opportunity and be very strategic in the copy that you are putting out there, that you are sending out to inboxes so that your challenge participants aren't just getting that end result, but they're feeling like they know who you are at the end of the challenge. So in summary, challenges are awesome. Seriously awesome. We want to do more in my business and they are fast list builders. They're an incredible way to serve your community. They're an opportunity for people to get results and it really helps because you're able to warm up your email list so that if and when you have an offer to sell to them, they are ready to buy because you are now a trusted person who has already gotten them results for free. 
Challenges can be live as in everyone is working through them at the same time or automated where you can set it up once and drip content once someone chooses to opt in. But challenges have grown my list with tens of thousands of leads for free and have helped me to understand how I can truly show up and serve the needs of my dream clients in a bigger and better way while creating the perfect offer that they are excited about and that gets them results. So did I convince you guys? Like, are you ready to host a challenge? Let me tell you, human beings love challenges. We like to step up and say, can I do this? Can I really do this? Can I commit to clean eating for a week? Or can I commit to working out daily for a week? Or can I commit to posting on Instagram every day for a week? And so I really want to encourage you to think about some sort of challenge that you could offer your people that are going to get them results because there is nothing better when you can show up and serve your audience in a way that makes their lives better. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And of course, I would love to hear your thoughts on this and hear what you thought about this episode and any others. I will connect with you guys soon. And if you want to take my challenge, head to jennacutcher.com slash challenge. If anything, use it as a little market research. I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you.